Hey there, friend. It's so good to be back with you for another episode of Spark Chasers. I'm your host, Susan Riley, and today I have something I'm really excited to share with you. Um, I'm not sure how many of you have ever gone through our free training called CPR for Creative Classrooms. And I thought, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity for you to be able to get some strategies that work and get a PD certificate just for listening to our podcast. I mean, you should be able to earn some definite PD points for this, right? So our free training that we have available on the site gives you one PD hour, um, a certificate for one PD hour that you can print off. And I thought, you know what? I should really bring this to our larger audience on Spark Chasers because they listen every week and they are the dedicated professionals who should earn these PD hours. So here's what we're going to do today. It's a little different and I hope you're as excited about it as I am. In just a couple of seconds here, I'm going to bring on the free training that I do and it's about 30 minutes, my friend. And so as long as you listen to this free training, I'm going to give you actionable strategies for bringing curriculum and resources and professional development all together into your classroom to make a difference. As long as you listen to that free training, I'm going to give you a link at the end that you can use to go submit your uh, reflection and get your one hour PD certificate. I'm really, really excited for this. And next week, I have a guest on the show. Her name is Michelle Emerson. She's from Pocketful of Primary, and I'm really thrilled to be able to share some teacher organization tips as we head into spring. But for now, here we go with our free training, CPR for Creative Classrooms. Hey there, educator. Welcome to CPR for Creative Classrooms, a free training which is designed to help you save time, make progress, and see success with arts integration and STEAM. It's so good to connect with you here. I'm Susan Riley, the founder of the Institute for Arts Integration and STEAM, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity to share some ways to infuse creativity into your classroom. Now, if you're already a subscriber or member of the Institute, you know how powerful arts integration can be. This training will help give you a simple framework to bring creative experiences into your classroom virtually anywhere. And if you're new to our organization, I'm glad that this is your first experience with us because it will immediately set you up for a positive impact with your students. Now, I'm going to take a wild guess that you're a passionate educator who's committed to helping all your students thrive. You know how I know that? because you wouldn't be here otherwise. You're not doggy paddling your way through teaching. You're the seasoned swimmer dedicated to taking positive action and you know the power of creativity. Now, here's a little bit about me. I've been an educator for almost 20 years at this point between the classroom, central office, and here. I've worked with thousands of educators around the world to use arts integration and STEAM for the past decade, so I can tell you without a doubt that creativity changes the game in education. I've seen the results, including increased student achievement, positive social-emotional development, and teachers who are more joyful in their teaching. 
I'm a mom to a beautiful girl named Emma, and I am her biggest fan. My husband, Kevin, is a concrete construction project manager who tries really hard to understand my educanese when we chat at the dinner table. And I love the ocean, good food, and reality TV. That last bit gets me in trouble because I always have to remind myself that those reality shows on TV aren't real, right? As much as I love a good Real Housewives binge, I know in the back of my head that what I'm seeing isn't reality. The producers create a character for each person every season. They might decide that this one person needs to be the villain in the show this year. And then as they go through hours of film, they use only the segments that fit that role as the villain. Everything else for that person gets lost on the cutting room floor. This happens with us as educators all the time. We begin to filter our teaching through a set of storylines and other possibilities get dropped along the way, on the cutting room floor, if you will. We scroll our social feeds and we curate our expectations. We begin to give ourselves unrealistic expectations for a perfect color-coordinated classroom, whether that's in-person or the latest Bitmoji craze, and we forget that photos can be cropped and videos can be edited. Or we read others' accounts of their insane schedule, navigating both face-to-face and remote learning simultaneously, or the principal who makes them read word-for-word from a pacing guide when we're just over here trying to figure out how to connect with students in front of a screen. And while that happens individually in certain cases, we begin to buy into the story that this is how schools are in general right now. We begin to see that reflected in our own school, and then we shut down any possibility for something different. And when that happens, things get dangerous. We start to feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and unsupported in our jobs. We sacrifice our weekends to lesson planning, and we can never seem to catch up. And when somebody suggests trying to incorporate something creative or fun into our curriculum, we think to ourselves, oh yeah, right, when would I have time for that? If you're nodding your head or you're raising your hand right now, I am right there with you because I have done exactly that. But here's the thing. Creativity isn't canceled. There are schools and classrooms out there right now that are using creative approaches like arts integration and STEAM and PBL, and they're seeing success even in this crazy time. They are still able to get through their curriculum. The students are creating and processing and learning even at a distance, and the teachers enjoy logging in or going to work. Yes, it's work, but these educators truly love their jobs and feel supported by their colleagues and administrators. Now, it may sound like these are unicorn schools or teachers, that they don't really exist, but that's only because this possibility hasn't come into your filter yet. As an arts integration specialist who has worked in and with schools for so many years, I can tell you this is a reality for many educators even now during a pandemic. The only question is how to make it a reality for you. And the answer is simple. Look for a different story. Seek out the teachers who use arts integration and STEAM and PBL. Ask them questions. Explore a new strategy or two and see if it works for you. 
Be open to the possibilities and see where that might take you. Because you deserve better than stressed out and overwhelmed and feeling like you're bracing for impact all the time. We need creativity now more than ever. And that's what we're covered, covering in this training. So here is my promise to you. By the end of this training, you're going to learn how to save time, make progress, and see success with creative approaches, no matter where you're teaching from this year. Ready? All right, let's dive in. Now, let me ask you something. Have you ever felt torn between creativity and test scores? <laughs> of course you have. We see it every day in our classrooms, and at our core, we have a feeling of unease. Even with everything going on in this season, test scores are still sitting in the back of our minds. We've been like conditioned to have this. And here's the thing. We know that creativity isn't a soft skill, that it's essential to navigating an experience in the world. But at the same time, we have a tough reality as educators that test scores matter more than they should. So we hold off on creative approaches like arts integration and STEAM because we're worried about time and resources. We're concerned that if we spend time on planning or teaching an arts integrated lesson, we won't be able to get through the curriculum, which is tough enough to get through in a normal year, much less now. And that curriculum is what we're measured on. So we typically do one of two things. One, we hop online, scroll our way through mountains of worksheets, downloads, and videos, collecting resources for someday, someday when we finally have time for something fun. Or two, we dismiss this idea of creativity in the curriculum as nice to have, but not something that we could do at my school. And neither one of those things sits right, if we're honest, but we can't find a way around it. We continue to feel overwhelmed and stressed out by everything we have to cover, all while trying to manage student behaviors, supporting a rising need for social-emotional learning, and sifting through mounds of grading, IEPs, paperwork, and planning just to stay at least one day ahead of our students. We are passionate educators who love teaching, but are so frustrated and disappointed by the realities of the job. If this sounds like you, you are not alone. We are facing an epidemic of unseen proportions of teachers who are feeling unsupported. Teachers who want to infuse more creativity into their classrooms, but are exhausted from fighting the battles between test scores and creativity and trying to get all the curriculum done and taking care of the children who are in our classrooms because their social emotional needs need so much care. Here's what most people won't tell you. The more creativity you infuse, the better your students will be. When you infuse creativity, more students are going to show up, even if they're online, and they're going to engage with the content and with each other. Schools who use arts integration intentionally see increases in student test scores, increased student attendance, and decreased negative student behaviors. They also see increased teacher retention and higher levels of teacher satisfaction. You can find 
all 30 years worth of research that backs up these statements over at artsedsearch.org. If you don't believe me, it's all there. The best part is that the opportunity to integrate that creativity is already there, hidden inside your curriculum. You just need to know how to find it and use it with intention. Now, arts integration and STEAM are approaches to learning, not a set curriculum. These are simply ways of meeting the access points for all learners in your classroom. And if you think that you're not creative, think again. As humans, we were creating art and music and dance before we learned how to feed ourselves on a regular, consistent basis. Every human has an artistic access point that gives us a way of experiencing the world. Whether it's singing in the car on the way to work or doodling during a staff meeting, you have a unique way of processing and moving through life. The same is true of your students. Integrating the arts into your curriculum is a way you can connect with and teach your students that makes learning relevant and engaging. I know you're worried about time. Me too, because it's the only resource we can't make more of. But arts integration and STEAM actually save you time in the curriculum. These approaches take your bulky curriculum and condense it to direct instruction of a topic followed by an arts integrated experience that allows students to apply their learning in a meaningful way. So instead of teaching, reteaching, and reteaching some more, you can streamline your content, make it more fun, and see students make progress faster. What once took you four to five lessons can now take you two to three. But how do we do that? In just a minute, I'm going to talk about how to turn your lesson planning on its head. But before we get to that, there's something about arts integration and STEAM that you need to know and that most people won't tell you. Most arts integration and STEAM efforts will not work on their own. And that's unfortunate because the benefits of these approaches are nothing short of extraordinary, as we've talked about. Even still, many educators get frustrated when they first try arts integration or STEAM. They spend a lot of time and money working on curriculum or buying items for a new makerspace or online curricula that they can use with their students. They get a lot of buzz around their school for being innovative. They might get parents excited or even a spread in the local newspaper, but then everything stalls. There might be some cool projects or a fun use of music to help remember math facts, but when we look at the data, scores remain stagnant. Students are engaged, but they're not making progress. Teachers are feeling more overwhelmed than ever because it feels like they're constantly planning or creating more resources or buying more materials. But what's the outcome? More stressed teachers and students who are stuck. So, so what gives? Because I know you're sitting here thinking right now, but, but Susan, you just spent all this time telling me about the benefits of arts integration, how great it is and how, how it's going to move my kids forward. And now you're telling me that all of the downsides, that this is going to cause people to get stuck. What is the deal, right? Here's why I say that most arts integration and STEAM efforts don't work right out of the gate. Because people will find these approaches and dabble in them 
right? They'll use a little bit here and there, but nothing with consistency. This kind of stuckness happens when we don't provide context and content, okay? Those two things are really important in order to see this really have an impact. Context and content. Let's talk about the first component, context. The truth is that arts integration exists on a continuum, okay? There are five shades of, of integration. That's what I call five shades, okay? There's arts enhancement, theme-based instruction, inquiry-driven, co-taught, and finally, arts integration. I want you to sit there and think about this for a second. Imagine this in your mind, okay? You have a continuum, a line that stretches from left to right. It's not from bottom to top, okay? It's from left to right because there you can float between any of these stages at various points in your curriculum. And none of them are right or wrong. So that's really important to understand. So if you have a paper and pencil, you have access to that. I want you to draw a line from left to right on the page. If you don't have a pencil, just imagine that this is happening. At the far left, we have arts enhancement. Okay. And at the far right, arts integration. So you can write those two things down if you have a paper and pencil or just imagine them. All right. And in between, we have these other stages. Now, arts enhancement is when you're using the arts in service of another content area, all right? So here's something, the way that that would look. If you're using shadow boxes to teach the order of the planets and you have students create a shadow box with the planets and the sun in the center, okay? Or singing the song 50 Nifty United States to remember the 50 state names, you know, and I'm sure how many of you still, even now, if you're trying to think of the 50 state names, go Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, right? <laughs> I cannot be the only one that does that. Um, there's nothing wrong with arts enhancement. It makes learning sticky. We know that. And that's really important. But it's not arts integration because you're using the arts area in service of the content. So in that example of 50 Nifty United States, the song, you're not really teaching anything about the song. You're not teaching about melody. You're not teaching about rhythm. You're not teaching any um, about polyphony or um, being able to sing in unison, right? You're looking at can I get my students to remember all 50 state names? Let's use a hook, a song, in order to help them do that, okay? That's arts enhancement, which is completely fine. That's on the left side of the continuum. But on the far right side of the continuum is arts integration, and that looks very different. That's when we're using a content area and a fine arts area, and we're looking at their standards, matching naturally aligned standards together, teaching both simultaneously throughout the lesson, and then assessing both the content and the arts area equitably. Now that is very different than using a song as a hook for, to remember state names, right? Or using art as a hook to remember the order of the planets. So, and in between, you have these other stages. So for, we have arts enhancement on the far left, and then we're moving to theme-based instruction. So think of a broad theme that could be investigated from multiple content areas, something like evolution. We could look at that from a science perspective, a math perspective, visual art, music. There's lots of different ways you could look at evolution, right? That's a theme-based instruction. 
moving towards the center of that continuum, we have inquiry-based instruction or inquiry-driven instruction where we're setting up students with a question, a big idea, a question or a problem we want them to think about. And they could look at that problem in a variety of ways, explore that, um, put that together. That's where design thinking really shines is in inquiry-driven instruction. Um, then we have co-taught instruction. That's where two teachers or maybe a content teacher and a teaching artist get together and they're teaching the lesson together. It might happen in the same classroom or it might be this uh, lesson that the students go back and forth between different classrooms in order to get the whole idea. That's co-taught instruction. And then we finally have arts integration where you're matching those standards, teaching both and assessing both. Okay. So once you understand that there is a continuum and that there is not a right or a wrong, it's just that there's this continuum and shades of integration, things change a little bit. It's important for teachers to recognize where they are on the continuum before jumping into implementation of something like arts integration or STEAM. Because if I'm using arts enhancement, it's going to be nearly impossible for me to jump all the way over on the continuum to arts integration, right? So knowing this continuum provides context for where your school is in the process. And then that helps take ev everyone take next steps based on where they are, okay? Now, the second component to more successful arts integration and STEAM efforts is content, You've got to have foundational content in arts integration to use as a starting point. And this includes arts integrated strategies, standards-based lessons, connected assessments, and PD, which sounds like a lot because it is. <laughs> but you can use a simple framework that takes very little time to begin shifting to this kind of an approach. So it's called the CPR framework, curriculum, PD and resources, CPR. This is what's going to shift your lesson planning and get you results from using arts integrated methods. So here's how this works. We're going to start with C, curriculum. You're going to look for two to three places in your current curriculum where students struggle, right? These are two to three areas um, that always are a challenge and they're perfect for an arts integrated lesson. You'll begin by looking at your lessons in those areas and replacing your reteaching lessons with an arts integration lesson instead. So you're still going to provide direct instruction on the concept, but instead of spending days reteaching and extending that topic, you'll substitute in a single arts integration lesson instead to help students apply the concepts. So that means you're not adding one more thing to your plate. You're simply swapping what doesn't work for something more engaging and relevant. That's step one, okay? C, curriculum. Step two is professional development. So this does not have to be a full PD day, though it can be if you're further along on the continuum. This can actually just be learning one or two effective arts-based strategies that you can integrate into your curriculum. Okay, so one or two strategies that you can use as a hook or as an exit ticket that begins to weave arts focused content into your curriculum. So a great example of this is the strategy, what makes you say that? 
So every time students observe a piece of artwork or an illustration in a book, ask students to describe something that they notice. So for example, if they're looking at a piece of artwork, um, they might say, I see an old man. Then you're going to ask them, what makes you say that, right? Because it encourages students to stop, consider their reasoning, and provide evidence. So in that example, you could ask, okay, what makes you say that that is an old man? And then they can provide evidence like, well, he has wrinkles or he has glasses or he's stooped over so that, again, they can start to really dive into their thinking a little deeper. That's a really simple strategy that you could learn in a PD day or on this training and immediately begin implementing it. So this can be used in any content area when students share their thoughts on a topic. So you're going to want to have curricular items that you're going to use. You're going to have PD, so that's your C and the P. Now we're up to the R, which is resources. So at this point, you'll begin pulling in some resources to support your efforts. And these can be simple items like common vocabulary word walls with terms that are in both content and fine arts areas. Words like tone, color, movement, and expression can be shown in multiple content areas to provide an instant access point for integration. Or you can have arts integration placements that are available for all students as a reference for all elements and practices across content areas and fine arts areas. <clears throat> now I want you to go back through our CPR framework, curriculum, PD, and resources. Think about what do you already have that you can use for this process? I want you to pause for a minute. We're going to take an action step here. Pause for a minute. Jot that down. What do you already have that you can use for C, P, and R, curriculum, PD, and resources? Jot those down, and when you're ready, hit play again so we can start to pull this all together. Ready? So far in this training, we've seen the impact integrating the arts can have on students and teachers, and you've learned how to use the CPR strategy to begin infusing more creative approaches into your curriculum without adding more to your plate. But there's one ingredient missing from this process. It's a single word that literally will make the difference between continuing to feel overwhelm and pressure through a testing mindset and experiencing the joy of teaching you set out to achieve. It all comes down to the word and. You see, it's not either or. It's not either we focus on the tested content or we integrate creative experiences. It's and. It's both. You don't have to sacrifice your curriculum or your time to integrate the arts. You can have more time. You can not only get through your curriculum, you can see your students thrive in it. You can see test scores rise and focus on creative approaches. Because the more you integrate the arts with intention into your curriculum, the more success you'll see. The more we can focus on the process, the better the product becomes. And if you don't believe me, go back and look at the research we talked about at the very beginning of this training, because it's all there. We just have to make the shift. Luckily, you now have the CPR framework to help. Remember, curriculum and PD and resources are the three things any successful arts integration or STEAM effort needs. It's not enough to have just one of these elements. You need to have all three in place in order for it to work. Now, when schools and teachers use CPR, they begin to see momentum right away. Students get excited about their learning. 
teachers light up watching their students be fully engaged in their classroom, either online or in person. Behavior issues are minimized because students want to participate, and administrators start to see the data that helps them buy in and support the work. But this doesn't happen for everyone. It's important that you implement this in the right sequence to have the maximum impact. Sequence is key here. If you try to hop in with a single PD day that demos a bunch of strategies, but don't offer continuous support or lessons, what happens? We might use one of those strategies every once in a while, but nothing with consistency, right? Or let's say we give teachers a bunch of lessons or even a full curriculum suite. Teachers, I know you've seen this happen. But then we don't have time for PD that breaks down how to use the lessons and the assessments. So what happens? Overwhelm and frustration, right? We don't use the curriculum the way it could be used because we don't know how. So implementing this in the right sequence, curriculum, continuous, intentional PD, and relevant resources is going to be the thing that sets you up for success. Now let's not forget that concern about time. What if you don't have time to write an arts integration or STEAM lesson that can replace an outdated reteaching lesson? What if you need more than just some strategies in your PD? What if you need to see how this works in other classrooms with other teachers? And what if you don't have the time to create those resources that can be shared with other teachers and students? Honestly, that's why our organization exists. You don't have time to do that. You need to be spending your valuable minutes actually teaching. One of the things I loved about being an arts integration specialist for a large district in the central office area was creating the lessons, resources, and PD that my teachers needed when they needed it. They would call up my office and say, hey, I need a set of posters with common vocabulary terms. And then my team and I would create them and send them out. But that's a luxury most teachers don't have access to. I mean, do you have an arts integration office that can do that for you? If you do, you're really lucky and I'm super excited for you. But if you're like most educators I know, you don't. So our organization created an online platform called The Accelerator that you can use to address all of these needs. We've taken our decades of work with schools, gone through the research, and figured out the process that you need to use to see the best results using arts integration and STEAM, and then placed it in a simple platform that educators can access from anywhere. And we offer a streamlined process to implement the CPR strategy right away. There's a full K-12 curriculum supplement with done-for-you lessons and assessments. You don't have to write them. A set of professional resources. I think there's over 100 in there now. And accredited online courses and workshops for PD that is built right in. The Accelerator makes integrating creativity into your teaching so much easier and takes away the stress of time and overwhelm so that you can see student success and enjoy more creative teaching experiences. So if you're not already a member and that sounds like something you'd like to explore, I invite you to join us in the Accelerator. We'd love to welcome you to the creative classroom movement with the thousands of educators who are in our program. Just head over to artsintegration.com forward slash accelerator and get all the details. But no matter what, I hope this free training has given you some helpful tools and a clear framework to use with arts integration and STEAM. 
We need creativity now more than ever. This is a challenging time for education, but we can and we will rise together because that's what educators like us do. I'm so excited that you're a part of our community and I can't wait to connect with you further to unlock the power of creativity for every child, every day.